0: Hello R-Sport community, I'm Kit Harvey, are you ready to rumble? On this episode of Our conversations I sat down with Australian super welterweight boxer Luke Lucky Punch Gersbeck. Dynamic in and out of the ring, Luke guides me through what it takes to throw leather at the highest level. From intense training blocks to gearing up and gearing down for a fight, our chat made me feel like I was along for the ride. Cue the entrance music, and let's go. Love to kick things off fairly informally. Luke Gersbeck, how was your day, mate? Was it a big one? I know you're in preparation for a pretty massive fight coming up on May the 24th. Yes. Was today a, a big day in that respect?
1: Today I was also kicking it. Lots of rest. <laughs> Wasn't, didn't do much, to be honest. Just trained and... Um, yeah i had a big had a big training day yesterday so today is like my one day before fight night before weigh in start cutting weight on wednesday two days time so um yeah took the
0: opportunity to put my feet up is it a situation Man. where literally everything is counted calories hydration like i mean it, or not really guys
1: go to that extent i'm a bit more um hopeful (laughs) i don't really count much i just i I, i'm based on like feeling routine kind of thing yeah i've been um yeah much more in tune with my body this camp um taking rest where i need to because i'm getting older and i'm not bouncing back like i once was so resting the body is almost more beneficial than that extra run or you know that extra little bit of work for me at the moment for sure
0: in terms of the last week or couple of weeks before a fight is it a situation where most of the hard 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 work kind of has to be have been done already
1: yeah exactly right yeah they say fight that yeah this close to a fight it's all rest it's You're all not... short sharp little explosive um sessions but um mainly yeah just getting your mind right it's all it's all mental from here on in and today was mostly rest today was rest yeah what does that look like fifa Yeah, a lot of FIFA. (laughs) I played a lot of FIFA today. Um, But yeah, no, just taking it easy, really. Just kind of, you know, time away from my phone and, you know. um, I I went for a run. I went for a nice run in the sun. Just low-key, very chill. Get the blood pumping a little bit. Um, But aside from that, yeah. Eating right. Resting. Sitting down most of the time. (laughs)
0: I must say, mate, I do feel like I should be in a black suit with a bow tie, maybe yelling a little bit, saying some trademarked uh, catchphrases to yes. introduce you. I'll say uh, it for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Luke Birzbeck, uh super welterweight, professional Australian boxer. Welcome to the uh, Conversations studio. You're also known as Lucky Punch. You're Lucky Luke. You're known by a few different things. What do your friends call you?
1: Uh, they call me Luke. Just look, <laughs> yeah, they don't that. call you lucky. A few people call me lucky, yeah. But um yeah, close close friends, they call me Luke, yeah. Lucky Lukey, Punch Lucky when they're feeling cute. Where did, <laughs>
0: where did Lucky Punch come from?
1: Lucky Punch. Um No, I just made that up, to be honest. Like it just came to me. Just consider myself lucky. Um and and I'm punching currently. So Lucky Punch was just kinda like a good punchy catchphrase um when you know everyone's trying to think of an instagram name come up lucky punch and yeah it's um grown on me and stuck with me ever since you know lucky luke was like it came from um an amateur fight i had i had a ring announcer come up to me and say you know what's your what's your nickname what's your walkout name and i, and I had i'd had about 30 amateur fights but i'd never been. Announced like that before. It was always just my full name, and so he he wanted a nickname from me, and we were on the spot, and I was just like, hmm. and he was like an old boy. He was like, I don't know, maybe fifty old Aussie head, and he was like, what about Cool Hand Luke? And that's like <laughs> a that's like an old Western kind of um character, little yeah, like I think it was black and white even. I don't know Cool Hand Luke, but a few people have that name as a boxer, and I thought, nah, I don't want to, don't want to be like anyone else, so. I just thought Lucky Luke was um, was fitting for me, you know? Um, and yeah, Lucky Punch from that.
0: How much of boxing is separating yourself from the crowd on kind of a a personal and, and brand level?
1: Ooh. In terms of fighting or in terms of just like...
0: In terms of creating a brand for yourself and in terms of maybe how fighting ties into that mm, mm. like i, I mean, feel like i watched a fight of yours last night and mm, the term lucky punch resonated throughout the way that you fight as well
1: yeah yeah a hundred percent i mean i'm just being myself to be honest and i don't really differentiate between um you know what people think or what you know what's good in the boxing world or what's good in my personal life it's all just like it's all just me and like i i consider myself lucky i happen to be boxing currently so um lucky punch was the was the personal brand and i mean it's not just a boxing brand it, it's very much me in in all facets so, so the
0: luke we see in the ring and the luke we chat to tonight the luke we run into on the street more or less the same guy
1: absolutely 100 percent. consistency is key <laughs>
0: you see i love that i love that yeah
1: now For the sure. reason
0: why our paths first crossed in the first place are you happy to talk about the little uh the top you are working on with our Sport at the moment?
1: Yes, let's uh let's leak let's leak it. Let's leak it. It's yet to be uh uh it's yet to be seen. Well, I we can talk our, about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, well, we can definitely describe it and uh, we can definitely drop it on the Instagram when the time comes. But I would just sent Anthony a text and said basically Luke Gerzbeck, where where's the connection and how do we know him? Right. And yeah. uh, Anthony came back to me with, uh, well, you've already got a pretty exciting entrance. You've used a variety of different tracks. Is this top going to be a kind of an inclusion in, in 100%, the entrance routine?
1: hundred percent. It's only getting bigger and better. And um, oh, the R Sport Club is huge. It's got a song for it. So we're going to do it justice. <laughs> the walkout. The walkout's is a fun part. Like my last walkout in, um, at Marvel Stadium on the George Cambosis undercard that was like the best part of the night to be honest yeah kind of got a lot of traction online as well um but yeah it was just me in in my purest form i was just excited to be there and um i had my lucky punch top on caught the eye of um uh radio uh tv presenter gerald waitley and it was like the next day on the on the radio if anyone knows lucky punch I want him in here. And I got a call from the, the from like bunch of people the next morning, like, Jared Waitley's asking for you on the radio, you know, go go talk to him. I was like, Who's Jared Waitley? <laughs> Jared like, Waitley is the guy. He's the guy, yeah. If I, if I now know, and he's a and he's a great guy. He's uh yeah, really cool. So I went to the next day to SEN and um jumped on his um his show, gave him a lucky punch top and and yeah, yeah, it was um yeah, it was he he or he would say like yeah, the top, the brand, the, you know, the walkout itself, it, it just stuck out in his mind. So, um, yeah, I want to do that again. I love that <laughs> it's
0: still got such a, the entrance, the walkout, the song you choose, the the stage, sort mm. of the stage element of it still has a place in in professional boxing. Yes. And it's, you know what it does, it takes me back to those those childhood days of watching wwe wwf and like the sure. undertaker coming sure. out of the, yeah the drama i, of I grew go up on that
1: too i went i remember going to see wwe um raw show when it came to rod Labour. it was just like some cheap australian tour that they did and um yeah that was that was cool definitely inspired yeah i loved it loved the drama and the you know the entertainment side of things for sure that's Part definitely what's drawn me to boxing and then professional boxing at least as well, for sure. Like the lights and, you know, putting on a show. I'm a performer at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> Part of me expected you to kind of walk in with an entrance track tonight and I'd get we'll to edit one, we'll one in later. <laughs> I wish I could do maybe an entrance just to start work every Everyone day. Everyone
1: needs an entrance. Everyone needs an entrance song, for sure. I'm going to have to work on mine. What's yours? First thing that comes to mind?
0: I think... I think the song Kick by In Excess comes to... It's just the first one that came into my head. Sometimes Kicks. you kick and sometimes you get kicked.
1: Right. Cool. I like it.
0: It's a little bit of a motto for life. and yes. I think it's it's about resilience. It's about putting yourself out there. It's about 100%. being the kicker and being able to take a kick. Yeah. I think it's it's got a bit of everything in there. That's it. That's it. If, oh. I, could, if I could throw leather, that'd be it. <laughs> that,
1: that's the segue. That's the segue. Yeah. Are
0: we allowed to talk about the song you're going to use on May the 24th? Oh, Is that a secret? Tr- you're
1: going to have to tune in for that. You Where can we get, get tickets? In. Where can we find uh, tickets? Link in my bio, Lucky Punch. Um, that's my Instagram. So the link to the to the fights, May twenty fourth, Margaret Court Arena. You can go and support me by buying a ticket through that link. Um, yeah, that'd be a huge help.
0: Now we t- we've talked a little bit about this week. We've talked about the immediate future in front of you in the fight we're looking forward to watching, but I want to take it back a little bit. Take it back. What leads. A young man from balaclava to pick up the boxing gloves and and think maybe this is this is something i'd like to to do
1: a dream a dream of becoming a power ranger (laughs) is that what it was that was that that's what it was i um (laughs) i got into i was a real add little kid and um i was always in like school holiday programs after school care before school care and i remember there was one activity on a school holiday program it was taekwondo and um they were really smart the way they did it they just got a bunch of kids that kick bags and they would give everyone trophies at the end and everyone would be like yeah cool I, you know i accomplish something and i was hooked <laughs> from that first trophy i was like i love taekwondo i love kicking i, I was a big fan of like the power rangers and stuff and um got my first taekwondo trophy and I was like mom I want to do this for real and then I did taekwondo for like eight years I went all around Australia I went to Korea when I was like 12 to compete in the Korean Open and um yeah it was a it was a wild experience that was my first kind of taste of combat sports and competing I, I was pretty active Loved love my sports growing up and yeah competing in a combat sport was just like nothing else and Yeah, I did a bunch of stuff at the the same time. I was in a singing, dancing and acting school. Um, My mum was a dancer and um, she always thought I was a really good actor. (laughs) I don't know why, but (laughs) she put me into that. And I was like, I was kind of like, I was loving it for a bit. Um, You know, I ventured off into drama as well a little bit after the singing, dancing stuff. But um yeah, so I did a lot growing up as a kid and now it's just kind of all come into into one where I get to perform, you know, dance <laughs> on stage in front of people and, you know, compete um, against another man. <laughs> Tell
0: me about what that was like for, well, you might not know exactly, but do you reckon that would have been a, the first interest in combat sports and maybe kicking, punching but more importantly, the the ability to kind of like take a hit and the Mm. fact that maybe you were going to get hit in the head and that kind of thing. What did your parents think about
1: that initially? Oh, no, they hate it, yeah. Mum was all for the Taekwondo um, at the start initially. I remember they didn't let my sister stop Taekwondo until she got a black belt and she hated it. But um, like they were all for, you know, I guess the discipline and, you know, all the positives that come with and I'm and I'm a huge advocate for you know getting little kids into some form of martial art because I feel like it's a it's a real like way of life teaches kids a lot of values about you know how to conduct themselves and you know um, yeah a lot can be learnt from that but um uh, wait, wait where was I <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it almost doesn't matter I feel like that um <laughs> you definitely answered my question in that and yeah it's cool to find. I guess it must be cool for you to find a situation where you can combine those interests of kind of the drama of it all and the acting and the tying it all in.
1: And I mean, selling fights, you have to. Our way as making a a living from professional boxing is putting bums on seats and being an exciting fighter, being a performer, being someone that someone wants to come and see. Um, So it kind of goes hand in hand. I got to play a role, I got to play a part, you know, to kind of you know, get my face out there and, um, and try and look appealing to these promoters that are putting on shows and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And I've, and it's, it's, it's interesting how it's all like transpired and, you know, all different experiences from, you know, growing up and, you know, um, have come into like one point now where I'm kind of just like, I've got a personal brand and I'm kind of, you know, running with it and just being myself the whole way through and just kind of, you know, enjoying myself and trying to make a living from it
0: <laughs> you mentioned the word exciting and your fighting style and i can confirm i was pre-coffee this morning i'd watched uh, quite a large substantial portion of one of your fights and i just poured the Suck coffee it. down the sink man. You don't need i hadn't coffee. had a sip of it i didn't need the coffee for the rest of the day i was absolutely pumped energy i, I couldn't look away yeah tell me about that style in the ring yeah, and how maybe that,
1: that is, came about. Yeah, like, again, like, going off what I just said, you know, like, I'm just being myself. I'm just having fun in there. Sometimes, like, the, the the exciting fights that, I mean, they've all been pretty exciting. But the one thing I've been trying to work on and that I lack probably is composure in the ring. So I'm very much just hard on my sleeve, like, hit and, and get hit kind of thing. I don't mind. I'm I'm kind of, I'll take your best shot to give you mine kind of thing. Um, which makes for an exciting fight. It causes a lot of distress for my loved ones and my coach especially. But um, everyone's telling me to keep my hands up and stuff like that. But um, which I'm working on. Which I'm working on. Hopefully May 25th, you'll see a, a more refined, composed boxer who's still exciting. Can't can't lose that part. But yeah, it's it's all just instinct in there, and like you know, it's very emotional. I get you know. You know, you you lose yourself in there and kind of the, the biggest thing you can, you know, the best thing you can have as, as a boxer is composure when you're in the ring. Um, kind of gets lost to some <laughs> certain extent when I'm in there. You really so, don't take a backward
0: step. <laughs> like there was that fight. I'm pretty sure it was against uh, Jay Dali. Mm. You got put down early. Yes. Yeah. Like in the first like 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. You got straight back up, looked a little bit wobbly for a hot minute. Yeah. I was just listening to the commentators, and they were like, genuinely, this could be it. Yeah. And then you proceeded to put Dali down, yeah. four or five times in the next couple of rounds, and and win the fight.
1: A good old barnyard brawl. <laughs> it was amazing,
0: and because the first thing, the first thing you learn, like I've I've done a little bit of fitness boxing, boxing for a, a good time, not to get punched, kind mm. of. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And the first thing you learn is that kind of defensive position. hmm And I click the link. And here's you. <laughs> yeah. Hands down, throwing massive combos, yeah. tagging guys, dodging. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like your dodge is good enough to kind of get away with those slightly <laughs> low hands do. at times. Yeah,
1: I get I get away with it, which is to my detriment. Because there'll be guys down the line where I won't get away with it. So that's a, it's all a it's all a process at the moment for sure. But um yeah, always growing, always learning, always building. I th- I guess I had a lot of transferable skills from taekwondo, and I swear that fight I was I was very rushed in my um, on the night because I, I kind of came to the venue late and I got there started slowly warming up and they were like oh you're on in two and I was like oh we we were under the impression we we're on you know at last or you know whenever um, no 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 you're on you're on in, you're on in hard for half an hour and I was like alright cool and I'm someone that loves a a long you know stretched out warm up. And um, I had like 20 minutes to warm up. First, first stretch I did, I split my legs, pull my groin. I was like, oh, that's no good. And then start, you know, getting wrapped up. Takes about 10 minutes to wrap your hands. <clears throat> Coach wraps your hands. Um, then I start hitting pads. And <clears throat> before I knew it, I was walking out. And I was like, oh, shit. And I, even getting in there, I was a little bit like, all right, cool. This is cool. I've been here before. Um, but then when the bell rang, I was just kind of like, wait, what am I? Kind of like. I was just based running on instinct and then yeah got complacent got hit in the side of the head and went down and I was like oh shit and then I got up from that and I was like wow okay this can't this can't happen this this isn't this isn't how it goes this ain't the story so I got up and um I just gave him everything I had <laughs> I just threw caution out the window and was just like no nah, let's go and I just kind of started just trying to hurt him um just to put him away or to knock him down at least like he knocked me down kind of thing and um and yeah that's what you got you got a little little barnyard brawl um which was yeah looking back pretty stupid pretty reckless but you know i had i don't know i had a feeling based on feelings <laughs> i'm basing my life on feelings i feel like you do get, i got a lot of feelings <laughs> hey that's there's nothing wrong with that that's yes. got to be a good thing <laughs> powerful stuff and you channel them absolutely yeah i All guess the good it.
0: thing about boxing is you do get an opportunity every couple of minutes to maybe reassess and and have a word with your coach and
1: yeah yeah not that that does much sometimes you know when you're in a when you're in a daze but um yeah that's it that's what i'm definitely t- taking into this next fight a little bit more time a little bit more patience um and kind of show the boxing world i guess you know what i'm kind of capable of in terms of that regard that was an entertaining fight but like as a boxer looking at that, it's very much you just kind of like want to look away it's not very pretty
0: i think boxing is one of those sports where i think there's a fine line between pretty and pretty ugly
1: yes yes for sure and it
0: can be seconds hey
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: can you tell me a little bit more about the feelings that you referenced and and what it's like to actually be inside the ring in a professional boxing bout like does it depend Mm. on the opponent or do you kind of enter the ring with kind of the same Mm. thoughts in your head every time
1: there's a lot of factors that come into play like your opponent is one of them your preparation is a huge one you know the people behind you in your corner you know the show, you know where you are. Like I fought my last fight was in St Kilda Town Hall, and I got a call from my promoter when I was in Europe, like August, July, August last year, and he called me up, and I'm like six weeks ass end of a big Europe trip, <laughs> like big holiday, doing not much training at all, it's quite the opposite, and he I get a call, um, I'm about to come home in two weeks, and he get a call from him, he's like I would put a show on at St Kilda Town Hall, and I went to primary school next door to St. Kilda Town Hall. I like, grew up in Balaclava, like St. Kilda Town Hall. Like, I did my first concert there, you know? So that was pretty special. And I was like, you gotta put me on that show. You gotta put me, I gotta be on that show. Um, and he and was like, it's in six weeks. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And I got back from Europe and um, I literally trained, yeah, for five to six weeks, didn't have much sparring. I was very, like, pretty overweight. So it was all a bit of a rush job and I got in there, St. Kilda Town Hall with all my my closest people and it's just not a huge space so I could feel, see, hear everyone of my friends, you know, anything they'd say or, you know, just looking out of the crowd and seeing all these faces was just like a a huge rush and a huge, like, I'm already, (laughs) I'm already not the most composed boxer but that just kind of tipped me a little bit Um, and I was just, from the get go, away with the fairies, you know, and I got in the ring and um, yeah, I put on one of my worst performances ever. I got so lucky in in my decision win, um, based on pure aggression. I just wanted to like kind of take his head off. When the when the when the bell goes in there it's it's like do or die it's very it's very real it gets very real very quick and i don't really take much else seriously after experiencing that you know any kind of little fight or whatever i don't really doesn't affect me as much after experiencing what it's like when you got eyes everyone's watching you fight this man and he's honestly trying to take your head off yeah it's it's hard to be composed under that kind of pressure um And for me, it's like, kill or be killed, you know. I know if I give my best performance, you know, I'm not going to leave, you know, sad. I'm going to be proud of myself. Um, But, yeah, when you go out and try and take someone's head off like that, it kind of disrespects all the training and all all the work, all the years I've put into this sport, you know. So it's like... Control your shit, calm your mind, <laughs> you know, um, and prepare properly. It takes practice. That's though. my lessons, yeah. <laughs> it takes practice, 100%. That's, that's why it's such an experienced sport too, you know. You get guys with, um, you know, X amount of more fights than you are and that really gives you a good understanding. You know, you might have all the skills in the world, but if you haven't been under those lights, it's hard to put those skills into practice. And that's, yeah, that's definitely um, something I'm working on. Kind of converge the two where i can actually apply all the skills and all the things i can do outside of the ring with my body with my movement with my reflexes and my timing under under pressure it's all kind of minimized so yeah being composed and having the, the foresight and the control to kind of do what you want to do in there um, under that pressure that's 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 the next target
0: that was an amazing fight that was the the St Kilda Town Hall was the the bout against Vilches, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. And that was what, like, from a non boxing perspective, I watched and I thought, gee, this is going to be close. The commentators kept saying it was going to be close. Mm. It was a bit of a rolling scrum at times, mm. and like there was a lot of like body shots and mm. kind of. I remember hearing at the end. I I didn't quite know how it worked out. One judge ruled for you. Yeah another one went for Raph mm. and they I guess they dramatize it to the max. Yeah, yeah,
1: 100%. And is there a third judge? There's a third judge, And yeah. that judge ruled in your favor. Gave it to me, yeah. That's it. That's how it played out. My, the Marvel fight, um, one judge gave it to me. One judge ruled it a draw and then another judge ruled it a draw. So it got ruled a draw, a majority draw. Um, and yeah, that was hard. I honestly thought I won that fight. But, um, yeah, cop in a draw. But, like, at the time, I was way too grateful. I was in Marvel Stadium. I was like, (laughs) just finished a four-hour fight, okay? I was like, yeah, cool. That was fun. That was a great experience. I was happy with the draw. Um, But, yeah, no more draws. No more bad performances. (laughs) I feel like
0: you're a pretty harsh judge of yourself. Yeah. Or do you just know what I just, I I
1: know what I'm capable of, you know? I believe in myself, and I'm just like... It's disappointing when you, you know, you, you get performance anxiety or stuff like that, you know. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Like, I want to put my best foot forward every time I'm, you know, stepping up. Um, give Leave a good account of myself. But yeah, if, yeah, it's, you know, you know you can do better. That's, that's what it is. So. Forgive me here.
0: Your numbers, three wins, mm. two by knockout. Mm-hmm. Zero
1: losses. Zero losses. One draw. One
0: weird draw. Yes. A draws as rare in boxing as they are in, like, f- say, footy.
1: Yeah, draws are rare. Draws are rare. It struck me as strange the draw. Yeah, probably similar to footy actually. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's harder to draw in footy, but yeah, draws are yeah annoying.
0: <laughs> haven't 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 uh, haven't got the L yet, mate. So nah. you've, you've I feel like you're passing your own criteria there.
1: Yes, yes, that's it. Still undefeated.
0: What's that transition like from say? fighting it or boxing it at St. Kilda Town Hall to then maybe boxing at Marvel Stadium. Like they're, mm. they're two very different arenas. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I much prefer in a stadium. Like the energy I got from the stadium, like, and it was an empty stadium to be fair because I fought last on the card um, after the main event. So I was originally planning or I was scheduled to fight on at 10 a.m., um, but I was a swing bout and what that means is they can kind of move your bout around depending on pay-per-view and the timings. That's and stiff I reckon. It was very stiff so I full got there 7am had the biggest warm-up because I love to have a big warm-up um, got super ready to go out and they were like five minutes if these guys aren't before you in five minutes then you know we have to move you potentially to the end of the the card and I was like all right cool just kind of like you know, rolling with the punches a little bit in the zone. Um and yeah, they were two minutes late and I had to, you know, chill out, change clothes, calm down, warm down, went upstairs, saw a bunch of people, kinda of gave me the opportunity to take all the sights in. So kind of good in a sense. Um, but then yeah, I kind of started getting cold and I had to go have a nap and have some more to eat and and then couple hours later start that whole process again and warm up and you that's know tough. get in the zone again and pipe up and you know have your Red Bull and yeah it's all energy.
0: That would just so work against me and my 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 mm, own style of, yeah. of performing in competitive space. Like yeah. that's to me, that's just so how often is something a swing bout?
1: Only on those like big um cards where it's being televised in the US. So I guess it's a the big market and you've kind of gotta work around the time slots of things. So it's pretty rare the swing bouts, but I guess that they are on those big shows. Um but yeah that's when my kind of my mentality kind of saved me a little bit. Just like inherently like staying positive and rolling with the punches, you know. Um just thinking back on it now. Um it's actually a really good exercise for I guess anyone, but like, yeah, being fucked around and boxing's you know I was about to step in a ring with a guy that wants to take my head off. So what was I gonna do? Like get frustrated and potentially you know come in second and second second best and get pumped and like, nah, I have to kind of be cool and you have to go with it. It's like nothing's ever an issue on fight day, you know. Nothing's ever an issue. Oh, they come in and overweight it's all good you know you have to keep that mentality and i and i and i feel like that's the best mentality to have just you know moving forward it's positive it's you know there's no obstacle that you can't work your way around and um yeah that's just that's the way of life right there forward
0: momentum forward keep looking straight ahead it's not
1: how hard you get hit it's how hard you hit Oh no, wait i fucked it up <laughs> it's, it's, live it's, on the <laughs> <laughs> podcast <laughs>
0: we can edit it out if yeah, you want to it. <laughs> you have yeah. to ask pretty nicely it's though not how
1: hard you can hit it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward that's it you see i love edit, how, edit how that your, in.
0: <laughs> i actually really love how your personal brand translates to your style in the ring well, i just <laughs> think that's that's not always the case mm, like mm, so often like mm. we've you know we've all met people who are very different to their say performance persona right. d- regardless of whether that's their you know nine to five job or you know who someone is at For home sure. versus their nine to five like it's it's super refreshing and cool to talk to someone where there's you know there's a really <laughs> there's a lot of mesh point there yeah it's consistent it's actually just one guy <laughs> yeah, it's one guy that's You're what i'm like it. like genuinely i'm going to therapy at the moment to try and mesh my okay work persona with who i am like outside
1: work right is it's this actually- your work persona
0: no, this is this is a totally this is this is not my work persona. Okay, this, this is, is more you. sort of <laughs> original, authentic. OG. I think maybe that's the word as well. Staying authentic, authentic to yourself, hundred percent. That's such a battle for me. So it's 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 really cool and and nice to see where it's um somebody nailing it.
1: Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Got to stay, got to stay authentic. It's harder than it sounds. Hundred percent. Yeah, I was just. I guess I don't know where I got it from, but. I was just confident from day one. Maybe it comes from a loving, stable family. I don't know, but I was just—I was always—I was, you know, mum. Mum is in my head. She's always saying, like, she always used to tell me, "Don't get cocky. Never get cocky. Never get cocky." And I'm just constantly struggle with getting cocky. And like, you know, any time I would ever get cocky, and to this day, any time I ever get cocky, something bad happens. Like, something just doesn't go to my plan. So um, and mom's always in my head, you know, you got cocky, you got cocky, and I'm like, I'd check myself all the time, you got cocky, um, and it comes out, and sometimes it's hard to control, but, um, yeah, nothing good ever comes from, um, being cocky, so I just try and stay grateful, humble, as, as much as I can, and, you know, being thankful for every little thing I have, and, that's where the lucky comes from, you know, like I'm just lucky. I consider myself lucky. I'm fucking super lucky. I'm super privileged. um, And I know that and I just try and, you know, you know honor that and, you know, as best I can.
0: It's so funny to me. Your mum's saying, don't get cocky. It genuinely sounds to me like don't get punched too hard in the head.
1: mm. mm. Well that's like boxing is like the best teacher for it you right get whacked. you know it's like it's it's crazy it's like boxing in general is just such like a a bible you know so many life lessons you can kind of take away from it um but yeah there's one area that you don't want to get cocky in and if you do you know you will pay a price for it, it just the best boxing getting punched is just the best way to um feel every mistake that you make, you know? And just to make sure that you don't do it again, you know? You don't want to get punched. You don't want to get punished. So um, yeah, it's a good teacher.
0: I want to wind back the clock just a little bit. You Mm. mentioned the transition from Taekwondo to boxing. Mm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? How old were you? What was that transition like? And why did it kind of occur? Like why did Taekwondo get put kind of on the back burner Mm. in favor
1: of boxing? Yeah, that's interesting. So Taekwondo, when I was five years old, I started and I finished Taekwondo. I left Taekwondo when I was like 14. And so when I was 14, I just got into high school. I reckon I was in year eight, my second year of high school. And I started getting friends and started looking at Taekwondo as something that I did when I was a kid. I started like, you know, growing up a little bit out of my adolescence and um I thought nah taekwondo is lame I don't want to do taekwondo anymore um and you know what like it's funny that peer pressure that you know kids have especially like young males like around each other Old boys schools they're just just a bad environment in general (laughs) you know like they really kind of got uh, that kind of got in my head and even it's funny like even I got a taekwondo story for you, right? Um, taekwondo Adelaide National Champions. This is a bit of a tangent, but this is funny. Just like offer you some insight into my my headspace. Hit me. So Adelaide National Championship Taekwondo Tournament. It was the two thousand. It would have been two thousand and twelve. Like the year before I left taekwondo, um, my second last year of taekwondo, and I was. I just won my first fight and I was in the semi-finals against this kid from Adelaide. And I was in the back rooms warming up to go get ready. All the contestants were getting ready, kicking pads and stuff like that. And I got to talking to these two kids that I'd never met before. And they were like, oh yeah, no, who are you fighting? And I was like, oh, I'm fighting this guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. In this division, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, that guy, Man. yeah, oh, Jacob, you know, he's fighting this guy, you know, yeah, he kicks so hard, and he's the biggest dude, and he's so, like, good, and rough, and quick, and this, and that, and I was, like, shit, that was, like, the first taste of, like, peer pressure, or someone else telling me something, and just me swallowing it whole, and just taking every word as, 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 as rule, like, and I pulled out of that fight, Based on what these two kids said to me, and I was crying my eyes out. My coach was like, "Are you sure?" Like, "Are you sure?" Mum came down in the back rooms and was like, trying to, you know, get like get in my head a bit. Like, "Are you sure?" Like, you know. And I was like, "No, no, 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 no." I was scared, bro. I was so scared. And I pulled out of that fight, went upstairs, sat in the stands, like feeling sorry for myself. Everybody looking at me like, you know, pity. And um, I let the fear win, and I watched that kid go on to win the gold medal of that tournament. And um, that will never, that will never leave me. That shaped me and um, my my headspace. Like, and I, we come up against it in boxing years later. Like, oh, this guy, he's this good, and he does this well, and all this. And boxing, there's a huge element of getting in your opponent's head because it's a, such a mental game. And if you can have any kind of advantage. Any kind of mental advantage can really sway, and um, even in the ring, like you know, getting mental advantages—it's such a confidence shift and power shift in in the ring. Just based on like you getting hit, you missing a shot, something like that will just sway the whole the whole bout. And so this whole mental thing is a huge thing, and it come like come to me first when I was twelve years old at this at this taekwondo tournament with these kids. Anyway, year later, I was at the same national tournament, and there was, a, there was maybe eight kids in the division that I was in and I had were in uh, Perth, I think, for the national tournament and I had a kid that I trained with from my own club in the same division as me. He was on the opposite side of the tournament table and I had fought two fights well, like I was on this tournament and uh, made it to the final. So I was in the semis and um, there's this kid who... Who, who just beat my guy, my my training partner, and I remember his mum and the himself coming up to me and saying, oh yeah, you're up against the guy that beat me, you know, he's real rough, you know, he, he pushed me on the ground and he elbowed me and um, yeah, and then his mum looked at me and said, make sure you beat him, and I was like, check, let's go, and I go up against this guy and he's a huge blonde hair guy and it looks kind of familiar, And we're fighting, and his coach is like this real angry, aggressive guy. Kind of looks like his dad, full karate kid moment. And my coach knew his coach, and she said she was she had nothing nice to say about this guy. And um, anyway, we have this really tight taekwondo fight. And I score a point. I get up, and then we're like duking it out, and we're not really doing much. Like I'm tentative, he's tentative, and we're kind of feeling each other out. And um, I score a point. He gets frustrated, and then he scores a point. Um, and he's getting a little bit edgy and he's, you know, really pushing now and tensions are high and we kinda of come together in a little clinch and he pushes me over, kinda of like judo throws me to the ground and kinda of stands over me and um looks me in the eye and starts giving me a give me a word while I was on the floor. And um that's really like I guess frowned upon in Taekwondo, disrespectful kind of and the referee gave him a, a warning. So if you get I think if you get, at the time, if you got four warnings, you would get a point deducted, right? And I won that fight based on a technicality that he had uh, half a point deducted on from himself. And so I won the gold at that national tournament. And oh, just after that fight, I found out that was the same kid that I pulled out against in Adelaide, from Adelaide. It was a full story, <laughs> come full circle. And I won the gold at that tournament. And then I, and I retired from Taekwondo. <laughs> I just dropped the mic. (laughs) Retired on a high. I retired on a high and I left Taekwondo like that and uh, it's kind of cool to look back on and reflect upon that story. Um, But to your question, after I've left Taekwondo, I was just playing soccer but I was in, I was kind of partying, I was smoking and stuff like that and hanging out on the weekends, you know, I wasn't really committed and then with, me and my dad had always been watching like the early UFCs, the UFC one, two, three with Royce Gracie, like the full all-out no rules kind of just bare knuckle craziness of the original ones, and I really got into it. Got my mate into it, and he was like, "Nah, fuck that. I wanna, I wanna do this. I wanna do this for real. Like, you know, Taekwondo. Like, come do some MMA with me." And I was like, "Fuck it. All right, let's let's do it." I was, you know, I was like, "Yeah, I could could lose a bit of weight. I was like, you know, could get back into it." went to an MMA gym, and within like three months, I had like a fight, an MMA fight, it was based. I just basically did Taekwondo, kicked him in the head, and took me down, and choked him out, and that was like my first taste of like, oh shit, I love this shit, <laughs> like you know, the whole, the whole competitive side of it, the whole like, uh, you know, the training, and, and everything else that comes with it, um, from MMA, I found boxing, that's when I found boxing, and my coach was a kickboxer, I've been with my coach for like 12 years now, um, he was a European K1 champion, so kickboxing champion, and he had a couple of boxing fights too, and um, I went and saw him to kind of get my hands better, in for the MMA, and then he started teaching me boxing, and I just started getting obsessed with boxing and I just fell in love with like the the tradition of it and the history of boxing and all the characters that come with boxing or the storylines and you know. Um and I just fell in love with boxing and then just never looked back and here I am twelve years later, creating my own storyline. <laughs> There's
0: heaps in that. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you just <laughs>
1: I just went all out. <laughs> One question,
0: let him run. <laughs> let it
1: run. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so good. Yeah. I was doing all I could. we got some slightly sensitive mics here. I was doing all I could not to genuinely fist bump like audibly when you told me about uh, that, that win when you were 13 or 14 years old in Taekwondo against the guy that yeah. – against your arch nemesis in some My ways.
1: Arse-nemesis. My arch nemesis. arch nemesis. Didn't even know it. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Now, you mentioned that first MMA fight during that kind of – is finding boxing from MMA a little bit like becoming a cyclist from triathlon is it kind of like
1: i guess so you could look at it like that um yeah mma a lot of i don't know at the time when i started mma a lot of guys were doing mma just to do mma like they'll do a bit of this a bit of that a bit of this and like learn it all as one but originally i guess it was people from all around all kinds of disciplines jumping in originally but now it's like its own sport so it's just just full hybrid cross training but yeah um yeah, find, finding boxing through MMA for me was was what did it for sure. So you went to see a coach
0: for to I guess get your hands better and quicken mm, your hands for, mm. for MMA. I
1: kind of like that as well. Like MMA is like MMA is bigger than boxing in Australia because you know you don't need to know too much about MMA for it to be exciting. You know, whereas if you're a boxer watching boxing, it's exciting because you understand you know a, a little bit. Whereas MMA, you just seeing guys get floored and just like kicking and punching and everything. And so it's exciting, draws people to it. And then, you know, oh, this MMA fight has good hands. Like, hey, oh, he's a boxer. Oh, okay, like, let's get into, you know, it kind of trickles in, it's kind of opens people's minds up a little bit towards like different disciplines and stuff like that, which I which I really fuck with.
0: I feel like the fact that boxing is super steeped in history and, you mm. know, rumble in the jungle yeah. talking like, you know, George Foreman, Muhammad mm, Ali, mm, all mm. these
1: iconic, like historical, historical, political. Figures, yeah. It's always been the head of like pop culture, like even in war times, you know, they would get their heavyweight champion of this country to fight the heavyweight champion of that country. And like, I guess, yeah, it was such a talked about thing. Um, So popular. Yeah. And it's stayed that way, you know, like in i guess music culture even like hip-hop and stuff like that it's like so prevalent like yeah do you reckon come on resonates yeah
0: yeah it's and it's something that you know everybody knows these names Mm. like you're muhammad ali's Mm. and you you know if if you're in australia maybe you're danny greens and Mm. like everyone knows these names they're Mm. sort of like very relevant even to this day Mm. like of course to this day with like muhammad ali and the political side of of what he did was coming to boxing a little bit sideways or kind of through the side door? Was that kind of cool? In, did you have more of a sense of the history of boxing as a result of that? Because you kind of sort of accidentally fell in love with it?
1: Mm. Mm. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that.
0: <laughs> I've got to, I'll hone it in a bit further. Mm. Do you have a boxer, I guess a professional boxer from from history or it doesn't matter how recent that you kind of model yourself on and that you kind of, mm. you know, pick little bits of your style from at all? My
1: style, not really. My style is just like- It's just you. Myself, yeah. If, if if I like, if I could, you know, liken my style or aim to be, you know, similar to a style, it would be like Triple G if you know him. He's like a Kazakhstani Terminator. He just kind of starts, comes forward, and just knows he's got power in his hands, and we, we won't stop till kind of he can, you know, get his hands on his opponent and stop him. Um, he's a scary force, but uh, he was like one of one of my favorite fighters when he was in his prime for sure. Um, but in terms of like, you know, trying to, I guess, emulate styles of favorite boxes and stuff like that, I never really kind of you know, had one that I would try and, you know, move like or, or hit like and stuff, I would like always, like with anything I do, I just take inspiration from everything and anything around me and um some of it sticks and some of it I, you know, actively pursue, some of it just kind of comes from being kind of um, exposed to it or open to it, I guess, um, and that's like with anything, you know like my dress sense or with my with my music choice like just open to everything and i like things i don't know or you know about or love learning about uncovering things and yeah i'm t- i'm rambling <laughs> no nah, i'm liking it i'm liking it
0: is there a is there a, a <laughs> punching the head too much is that a is that a thing that's ever on your mind cuz like the first thing i think of when i think of boxing is is well bravery and courage and the fact that I can't believe these guys go in the ring and they're like openly going out there knowing mm. they're, they're going to get whacked in the head pretty mm. hard, pretty repeatedly. Yeah, is CTE and the maybe the consequences of of a professional career in boxing something that you think about actively, or is it something you try and kind of put I mean, aside? I'm
1: not trying to think about it, <laughs> but I mean, like, I'm very aware of it, you know. And it's very commonplace. I was going to say before, it's funny, like, um, you know, you say you're a boxer in Australia. Oh, when I first started boxing in Australia, anyone I'd talk to, they would be like, why? You know what I mean? You've like, got all the you know, information, it's mate. but like, it's like <laughs> why are you doing that? Um, and then I remember going to London recently and just talking to these guys, um And everyone in the UK appreciates and loves boxing. They understand it. You know, it's such a rich part of their history. Obviously, they're an older country and, you know, they've got the whole – they've got, you know, it's it's in deep. You know, everyone's a – it's like boxing is like a household kind of thing almost in in the UK Um, or at least much more so than in Oz. And um, you tell people in the UK you're a boxer and they look at you wide-eyed and they go – you know, they want to talk to you about it and they want to reference people they know or, and stuff like that. So there's a bit more energy in and like it was really nice to kind of um, get that energy from, you know. Obviously, we all know it's dangerous um, and there's definitely, you know, risks in it, but there's, it's like, you know, you're going to be scared of, I mean, you don't choose to put yourself in dangerous situations, but, I'm not one to shy away from, you know, potential health risks. I mean, I, I I'm I'm trying to live my life, you know. So that 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 side of it is um not so significant in my mind. Obviously, I'm not going to be here for a long time in terms of being in this boxing space, so I'm just enjoying it. Um I'm definitely trying to leave my career with all my marbles still. And if I ever felt like that my health was getting jeopardized from the sport, um, I would leave for sure. I would definitely choose life over boxing. But um, for now, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. And, you know, I'll deal with the consequences as they come. Do you
0: reckon your upcoming bout against Jack Moore at Margaret Court Arena could well be the biggest fight of your career to date?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, I feel like I've had the best prep for it, and I feel like he's a good opponent for me. It's going to be an exciting fight, and I'm just hoping like if I can, you know, maintain some level of composure that, yeah, I'll stop him.
0: Tell us a little bit more about Jack Moore if you want to. Mm. I mean, like I
1: don't know too much about him to be honest. I know how he fights. I saw his last fight, Um, so. In terms of fighting style, he's you know, he's um, he's quite linear. So he moves forward and back, you know, side to side is not so um, common for him. He's got a nice left hook, but I think he's a little bit flat-footed and a um, little bit predictable.
0: I'm in our dynamic man, Luke Lucky Punch. In Let's the, go. Uh, Let's fucking go. In whatever corner they chuck in, mate
1: me. He's going to need a hammer, basically. <laughs> basically.
0: You know, when you were talking about the history of um, like boxing in Britain, yes. all I thought of was like Fisticuffs. somebody saying, oh, my, my granddad was a bare knuckle fighter yeah, on the streets yeah, of Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. yeah and absolutely. Like you read Jimmy Barnes' <laughs> autobiography and his old man was, he was a very flawed guy person but he was a bare knuckle fighter i was like wow it was entertainment it was money it was like genuinely food getting Mm. food for your family yeah yeah fighting fighting
1: for it yeah for sure that would have been a crazy spectacle to see and like you know all the um the traveling irish community you know they pride themselves on fighting and you know such like a primal thing i've been watching oh have you seen sanctuary on netflix no i've watch, seen it pop up as a an option. Pop, watch that buckle up and strap in and just watch it all it's so cool it's like um it follows the a sumo wrestler and is like um basically just he gets put into a sanctuary where sumos train and they live they eat and they basically train they get fed like pigs and they just scoff food and then just wrestle in their underwear like in a sandpit for hours on end and then they go to other dojos and fight other dojos and stuff like that it's crazy it's like a full like window in sumo and traditional japanese and this is a this is like greco-roman wrestling from like you know ancient times traditional japanese sumo it's like crazy there's just like they just get as big as they physically can so they can't be moved and then they try and you know wrestle other big men and it's just like this scene this everyone in japan kind of like loves it and it's like the scene as like this yeah and it's there's there's definitely um connections to like boxing and stuff like that you know training for a fight and and all the things that come with it but yeah side note watch sanctuary on netflix lucky punch
0: (laughs) tm track registered Super interested to know how you feel about your preparation in the lead up to this fight as well. Like mm-hmm. you, you said, you, you're kind of only as good as your preparation as, as well as, of, of course, the, the mental state and the the warm-up on the day and getting in the zone. But for sure. How do you feel about this block of, of training you've done to prepare for this fight against Jack Moore?
1: I feel good about it. I mean, <clears throat> um, it's probably my best prep I've ever had for a professional fight. I've had four now, and it's definitely up there with some of my best prep. And I feel like I've had time to sit with all the past fights and the mistakes I've made and things I need to work on. And that's been at the forefront of this whole camp. So I'm just, um, yeah, focusing on trying to make, you know, those adjustments and practice what I preach, basically.
0: And you're kind of in that zen-like... On-off rest, mm. light work, uh, rotation in the in the immediate days leading up to the to the fight at the yeah, moment.
1: Exactly, exactly. All the all the hard work's done, prep's done, all the rounds, all the running, and all that. It's um, I can't get any fitter. I can't do anything in this last week, so it's time to just keep the mind sharp and and um, I've got to lose some weight, obviously, make weight, and all that. That's a bit of a process, and that's another mental challenge that you kind of have to put yourself through leading up to a fight on top of everything you know which is always fun and i love that i love challenging myself and pushing myself you know playing with diets restricting food intake and energy levels and stuff like that uh, manipulating your weight your mind your mind does some crazy things when it's hungry do you have any <laughs> tricks that you kind of
0: play on yourself mm-hmm. or like is there any meditation in there or is it kind a lot of, of
1: meditation a lot of visualization meditation going into fight camp or going into fight week sorry um and meditation's a huge one in terms of tricks uh, i don't really have any like weight tricks. definitely see a dietitian if you're ever gonna cut weight or even you know what just see a dietitian like everyone you should see a dietitian i had no idea about the nutritional content of food and and stuff until i saw a dietitian i was like I was 18 and I was eating like macas three times a week. And I was like, oh, I'd be all right. Cause I'm training heaps, you know? Um, but yeah, it's so dumb. But yeah, everyone should go see a dietitian for sure. Um, so <laughs> um But no tricks. One thing I did like to do when I was cutting weight or when I cut weight is like to watch the food channel. And I like to watch man vs. food. I like to see the guy sit at a table with like three pizzas, four entrees, and like all this food, and just shove his face. It's
0: like vicarious <laughs>
1: eating. Yeah, it's weird. It's like that dodgeball scene where the guy's like electrocuting himself trying to eat a cupcake. <laughs> it's kind of like that self torture. Um, but yeah, that was a always the interesting thing. I like to do that the food channel. Yeah,
0: this is a a question for our our sort of more musically minded. Uh, listeners and it's for me as well love music so it's may the 24th anthony and i we've bought our tickets everyone else has bought their tickets we're filing into to the arena ready to see lucky punch roll around and absolutely tag blokes light it up yeah ready to ready to go move forward punch fast punch heavy it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be awesome uh you're sort of in preparation mode warming up What music are you kind of listening to and and vibing to on the day of a fight?
1: On the day of the fight, anything that like, yeah, makes me feel good, um, gives me energy, obviously. Um, So it's not, and it could be calming energy. That's true. Like that that could help. But in terms of like, it's definitely hip hop that kind of gets me in a zone. It's like that whole kind of like, I'm the best, everyone else is less, you know, kind of attitude, which is something that you have to have in the ring. And, you know, you doubt yourself for one second and your lights are out. So hip-hop definitely hits that spot where you come into your most confident self and you can actually feel like you can take on the world. So it doesn't matter who's in front of you, but um, I just know I'm here, like, and you're going to need a hammer. So hip-hop's definitely probably my go-to. That gets me most ready for it i guess you know um but and saying that like i love dance music you know trance and all that stuff kind of is a mood also um but then again as well if i need to calm myself and and you know sit down have a quiet time some side you know like just really um calm it all down as well that that helps too. a little bit of disco a little bit of fun if i'm feeling a little bit nervous if i'm feeling a bit scared um something fun just to remind yourself to always have fun always have fun there's a reason why they said that when you're in primary school always have fun that's the most important thing you always have to have fun so um yeah very versatile on the music front but hip-hop would have to be like a standout for me for sure yeah
0: i want to take it out of the ring for a sec Mm -hmm. i'm interested in what you like to do outside of boxing there's obviously at times quite big breaths between fights Mm. obviously preparation kind of never rests Mm -hmm. but when you're not training when you're not uh you know doing the the requisite work you know for your body and your mind Mm. channeling that into your boxing career Mm. what do you do what are you doing how do you spend your time oh not much
1: (laughs) like i can't really even call it because like the moment i've been i've been working at we've just opened up a chapel sorry a boxing gym in a chapel chapel boxing number two chapel street if you're in the area come see me um so that's the plug (laughs) um but yeah just started up that gym so between the gym, and being in camp, and training, it's, like, taking up a lot of my time, but, I mean, in, in my spare time, I'm just, you know, hanging out, I mean, seeing friends, I like to party, I like to have fun, (laughs) so, if I've got a little gap between fights, or something like that, yeah, um, I love to dance, so, just, show me the dance floor and <laughs> and if the childhood <laughs> dance career <laughs> is
0: anything to go by That's I reckon it. you can absolutely cut yeah. shapes out I'm there just,
1: I'm just shadow boxing on the dance floor no. <laughs> no no but like yeah no I love I love kind of you know going to parties and you know tear the club up what role
0: what role do you play at chapel boxing to hark back on that
1: um I'm the head boxing coach um yeah basically running all the group classes and taking PTs out of there i got a team of like four big strong boys that help me out and we're all, we all have a boxing background and we're just kind of there, you know, having fun, teaching is, the good word, spreading the good word of boxing in a church.
0: Is it a class-based <laughs> kind of setup or more like coaching one-on-one sessions, like beginners? Yeah, no, or... it's
1: class-based. It's class-based. So it's a, it's a fun time. Everyone's in there above their head or loving it. Um whether they're learning or whether they're experienced guys, you know, sparring and stuff like that. So caters to everyone. Um, And yeah, it's just, um, I'm very grateful. I get to share boxing with, with everyone on, you know, in a, in a church. (laughs) I think it's very fitting. A lot of symbol, a lot of uh, symbolism in that. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's just, um, yeah, it's something that I believe in and yeah. Boxings is the boxing book, the good book you know, deserves to be on the shelf next to each other.
0: (laughs) Is it nice to have something in your life that's a little bit of a group effort?
1: 100%. Yeah, yeah. Connection. That's why people join gyms because, you know, they want to be a part of something. There's a whole heap of like running clubs and free kind of, you know, ocean dips and stuff like that going on, which is like amazing to see. And they're taking off. There's like, you know, people coming from all around Victoria to go, just to hang out and just to meet some like-minded people and so a gym is just like that like such a great way to kind of you know tick off your own personal you know requirements to look after your body and to be healthy and to live an active lifestyle but then you're also getting that you know mind body soul kind of connection with the community and the people you meet and you get to you know step out and you know, meet someone you might not normally meet, you know, be around other people that you might not normally be around.
0: And getting people into into boxing who don't necessarily want to, you know get whacked in the head, Absolutely. but from a fitness standpoint. Absolutely,
1: from a fitness standpoint, whatever your reasons to coming to wanting to learn boxing, whether it be self-defense, whether it be, you know, wanting to compete, whether it be wanting to look good or, you know, get a little bit of stress out after you nine to five, you know. Um, it's a place where anyone can come and, you know, you can all be, you know, share the same experience, you know, and yeah, it's good to facilitate that. It's good to like introduce people to people that would never be in the same room, you know, and be like, Oh, you're, you're, you're both learning how to box together. So start punching each other, <laughs> you know, and they go, Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I like that. I really like that.
0: Definitely. Um, well, I mean, one of the great things about kind of this podcast is you get to meet all sorts of, different right. people who you might not necessarily right. be in the street, <laughs> work out common connections and that kind of thing i can only imagine that so uh good. spreading uh or experiencing that through through something you love and through mm. a passion is is like gives you a lot of kicks
1: yeah oh it's crazy and i'm yeah again very lucky that i get to do that that i found a passion that um um have the experience that i have and i get to share it with people and get to you know enrich other people's lives through that it's just like fucking i'm winning I feel like you've got a fair <laughs> bit going on
0: though. Like you know, you've got chapel boxing, you've got your professional boxing career. There's like daily considerations. Would you would is that would that be fair to say that there are like in terms of your professional career, mm. there are like daily considerations and kind of the way you live your life day to day. You have to kind of always have that that career in mind, or is it like do you have time to kind of switch off? Like, is there any day where you're kind of like, oh, you know mm-hmm. what, I can I can actually
1: switch off here and relax and. I mean not lately but I do everything in my power to do that like when I have time to myself I like you know I do exactly what my body needs me to do my mind too you know my mind's like it's a lot of energy a lot of people a lot of energy exchange you know a lot of physical energy exerted and you know a lot of mental energy as well so um yeah I love you know just Having a nothing day, staying away from the phone, and just like not even talking to anyone, you know, Um, smoke a little weed, take my mind off things. Yeah, that's like sacred to me, (laughs) for sure.
0: In terms of now, I don't want to. I don't want to ask you to sort of cast your mind too far beyond May the twenty fourth, because I know you are all business at the moment. Yes, uh, in the lead up to that uh, that fight. Um, but in terms of the future, in terms of broader strokes, yeah. Looking onwards and inwards, mm. what do you think the future holds and what are you most looking forward to in the next like, you know, twelve to twenty four months for Luke Lucky Punch?
1: Expect the worst, hope for the best. <laughs> Literally, like if uh if I lose this fight tomorrow, you know, it'll take a turn, you know for whatever, whichever way, i work that out when I get there, it's like, I'm just going to continue to keep enjoying myself, you know, um, so, I guess, there's a plan in place, in terms of everything, in terms of the gym, in terms of boxing, in terms of my personal life, that, you know, I've got goals, and want to achieve, and stuff like that, but, um, they could, yeah, it could always change, you know, and I like being, on my toes with it as well, and n- no challenges, you know, then end will be all, so, you know, you can avoid, you know, you can always do whatever you want to do, you know, as long as there's a will, there's a way.
0: I feel like maybe I'm sending your message on May the twenty fifth and saying, okay, uh, let's reassess now. And if you're after that, <laughs> let's debrief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then we'll get a better answer. <laughs> I mean, I mean,
1: I mean, if all goes to plan, if all goes to plan, I win this fight. I've got another two fights mid year that um, uh, are kind of you know dates loose loose dates for more fights. So basically, end of, end the of year. I want to be you know up around seven, eight and O. Oh. Um, I've got some other little side things happening also, which I won't speak into existence just yet. But um, so by the end of the year, my co- my my coach, my contract with my coach also ends as well. So I'll be looking at, you know, new management and, you know, obviously keeping with my coach, but just renegotiating. It's all business now as well. It's like there's promoters and trainers and people that you need to pay. And, you know, ideally I'd love to be working full-time oh sorry training full-time and just giving it everything um but at the same time i'm enjoying you know everything as well you know i'm just yeah enjoying myself and whichever one takes a turn like i'll go to la and start a movie tomorrow if that's what's paying you know (laughs) so i'm just like riding it at the moment riding the wave
0: Luke, Lucky Punch, Gersbeck. It's Let's been an absolute go. pleasure having you in the our Conversation studio. Thank you so Thank much you so for much coming for in for a chat. Yes. It's much
1: appreciated. Absolutely. Thanks Looking for forward
0: to, uh, to that fight on May the 24th. Anthony and I, we're going to have to get our tickets right now. <laughs> Remember that link in <laughs> Luke's uh, Instagram as well.
1: Yeah, Lucky Punch, link in the bio. Um, come show some support. Make sure I can hear you. Um, yeah, best fight yet.
0: Don't hold back, mate. Never. Stay up to date with everything our Conversations via our social media platforms at rsport double underscore on the gram or via the website www.r-sportswear.com